Hello, my fellow Americans. This is A.J. Wildman, Independent 2020 Candidate for President of the United States. And we'll go into that a little bit later. Uh, I'm reading to you today is a 10-page letter, which I'm only going to read half of because I've summarized it. All right? But it really gets to the guts of it, and it's rather important to everybody right now, I think. Uh, the letter is titled, Saving State and Federal Budgets from Abusive COVID-19 Unit Charges, or CUCs. Cooks. Okay, this letter was uh, issued on May first, okay, last Friday, and I'm in the process of distributing it, distributing it now. Uh, it's addressed to Governor Larry Hogan, my governor, Maryland, uh, who's the chairman of the National Governors Association, and to Governor Andrew Cuomo, New York, the vice chair of the NGA, and then it's copied. It's copied to Trump, Biden, McConnell. The Senate leader, Pelosi, the uh, House of Representatives leader, Bernie Sanders, Jamie Ruskin is my U.S. Senator from the uh, Maryland's 8th District. Also, Maryland Senators Ben Cardin and Chris Van Hollen, the editor, Mr. Altraz, uh, of the Baltimore Sun Papers. I'm sorry, I think I butchered his name there. Sorry, sir. Uh, Bob Lobau, editor of the Carroll County Times, my little. Carroll County paper here. Also, Chuck Todd of Meet the Press and Sean Hannity of Hannity on Fox. And finally, Mr. Rick Hutzel, editor of the Capital Gazette in Annapolis, Maryland. Now, let's kind of get right into this, okay? Dear Sirs, my patriotic and professional intent herein is to publicly declare a severe problem with pricing of COVID-19 coronavirus-related medical supplies and services, okay? Uh, MSS, as I'll refer to it in here. Uh, the pricing, uh, this is a pricing markup term used in here for the MSS. We're calling things COVID unit charges, okay? Search for is additional charges, and that will be explained herein. Implementation of a prudent and practical solution to this pricing problem will not cost the state or federal government a nickel. How do you like that? However, it will bring millions of dollars immediately back into their respective treasuries and into other areas like uh, hospitals, universities that have to order supplies, all kinds of things across the country because it adds up pretty quick. Um, and best of all, the vast majority of Americans will support, if not demand, this fair and corrective action to be taken this year because this is going to stretch across 2020 and into 2021. Okay, now, I have addressed <coughs> the letter to you two gentlemen, in particular because you are leaders of the National Governments Association. This national crisis has fallen, unfortunately, on 50 state governors to provide leadership for their states and for the nation. Both of you are leading by professional example, and the people appreciate it, right? And I know that I am. Um, <clears throat> this very timely budget proposal is presented by a concerned resident of the great state of Maryland that happened to have been born in Washington, D.C., of all places. Uh, his has been reviewed with numerous citizens in recent weeks and has seen and is seen as a desirable proposal and that it will help the terribly stretched state and federal budgets in 2020 and 2021 
not going anywhere any quick on anywhere quick on this. I must briefly acknowledge that I am an independent 2020 candidate uh, for President of the United States and that this um, public financing solution is now part of my 40-part problem-solving platform. You'll like it. While a presidential candidate, I present myself to you and the American rest of the American public as a professional problem solver. I worked 30-odd years in the IT industry in Washington, D.C. for both corporate and federal agency clients, including Marriott Corporation, the Guaranteed Student Loan Program, the former U.S. Immigration and Naturalization Service, the INS, and Blue Cross Blue Shield of Maryland and D.C., District of Columbia. Now, back to the topic at hand. The remainder of this letter is my analysis of the currently abusive MSS pricing problem related to the COVID-19 uh, coronavirus uh, 19, sorry, uh, uh, crisis that we're having right now and our immediate common sense solution to it. Okay? Not going to cure the virus, but we can surely cut down on the billing. Uh, this is a proposal summary, and it's titled, Follow the Money to Windfall Profits. That's the problem. This letter is intended for public review and debate, and therefore goes into detail, uh, a practical example, of a purchasing scenario that you are probably already too aware of. Thus, the following points summarize this proposal. Okay? In reaction to the COVID-19 attack on our health system, and hospitals in particular, the demand for critical medical supplies went right through the roof. All of a sudden, we needed them and they were nowhere to be had. So immediately, we had a major MS, we had major MSS orders going to vendors that could not, that could not already fulfill the uh, inventories that they had. I'm sorry, could not fulfill the orders with the uh, inventory levels that they had. They just had nothing left on the shelf. Abnormally high volumes orders uh, from states, hospitals, doctors, and so on. It just kept coming in. In the example taken from one of Governor Cuomo's first daily press conferences, you'll like this. His example went very close to this, an exact wording. The last time we ordered this, he said, this particular item was 80 cents, and today it's four dollars each. You can go back and check the video on that. At those rates, the last 1,000 units, and this is just me talking now, not uh, Cuomo, at these rates, the last 1,000 units would have cost $800, okay? 80 cents times $1,800, okay? So, uh, at the CUC increased rate, uh, $4, okay, those 1,000 units would now cost $4,000 as opposed to 800 that is a 500% increase. You getting mad yet? The standard price, 80 cents, and the COVID markup, the cook, the cook markup is $3.20 per unit. And again, this is not exactly examples that he would put out, but the numbers proportionally are dead on. Okay. Thus, if the new COVID-19 order was, let's say, for 10,000 units, which in some cases it might be, 
the rest would suddenly be $4,000 or $40,000 instead of $8,000. And imagine this replicated across 50 states. Uh, this is a budgetary disaster that is playing its way across, playing out itself away across the nation and the world for that matter. This is going around all over the world. This financial abuse, intended or not, okay, cannot be allowed to continue. Okay. In this example, let us say that the vendor budgeted, uh, this particular vendor budgeted for that customer to order about a thousand units, okay, at 80 cents each in 2020. And he did those budgets back in August or September of last year, thinking about historically that customers does this for that unit. Fine. Okay? Good. Now, <clears throat> they have an additional, instead of $1,000, they have an additional order for additional 9,000 units in a 10,000 unit order. Okay? And that is additional profit. They hadn't budgeted it before. Uh, they can just produce the uh, units at their normal costing. And pop it out there. So at 80 cents a unit, there would have been a $7,200 profit overall above those budget, those budget protections. So that's great. Instead of making $800, you're making $7,200. That's good, right? Um, or $8,000. Anyway, however, with the $303.20 CUC markup, the first thousand units would yield 4000 Okay. And the 9,000 additional units would profit the customer, the vendor, 36,000. It's a total of $40,000, okay? So it gets a little bit strange in there, okay? So you can just see how the numbers add up. In a time of historic national health crisis, it, uh, it fits the war scenario, okay? Such pricing increases are at least greedy, if not unpatriotic, or purely unethical. Vendors should be satisfied with the sharp increase of demand and the profits that they receive naturally from their standard pricing. Okay? What is wrong with that? Okay? But that is not what is happening. Of course, if a vendor incurred uh, additional costs, extra costs, in producing those additional units, okay, then those, uh, those costs could be detailed and could be allowed and possibly be granted by the customer, whether it's a state, federal, or a hospital. Say, well, you know, you had to put a little extra overtime, or yada, yada, yada. So we can grant you that for this invoice, okay? not all invoices. And in the spirit of patriotism, some vendors would cover that extra cost themselves and just stay with their standard price line. Okay? That said, the governors in the NGA and the White House administration and the congressional leadership of both parties will get together and will demand and legislate as needed that all CUC markup costs will be immediately refunded back to any, you know, refunded back to any and all customers, doesn't matter who they are, okay? And this, excuse me, in this rate at a case of $3.20 a unit. This this will not hurt the vendors, okay, because they're planned budget year. They've already made their budget, and then more over top of it. The refunded CUC amount came in one month, let's say. They, were, they received a payment on that invoice, and another month or so later, they're going to return it. So it all washes out, no harm, no foul on the budget, okay, for that extra. <clears throat> as all in, I mean, as all in process, 
uh, in future orders will reflect standard pricing on a given unit. Right? We're not going to have that markup. Okay? Um, and this applies to all medical supplies and services, not just because we have all this testing that's going to be done. How is that going to be paid for? Is somebody going to jack up the price on people taking tests? We're not going to have it. This is not a time for vendors to try to rake money out of the public. This is a crisis. Okay. Okay. This process will take care of all paid orders. All right. That will be reversed. Uh, <clears throat> The newspapers in every state could begin to list all completed COVID-19 orders uh, routinely, routinely in their papers and online packages, online systems, right? So they go to the uh, state of Maryland and say, how many orders have you got? Just give me a, a dent, uh, the vendor, maybe the date, and the gross amount, okay? And we'll just track them until they're done, okay? All right. Mm -hmm. It will show the vendor the amount to be paid on the invoice, and we'll track it in the news, right? Uh, this will give customers and states, hospitals, doctors, FEMA even, and countless businesses, hard dollars they can put back in uh, to their businesses or agencies uh, for other good uses. Right? And so there it is, simple, effective, and to be done immediately. Right? So if they're billing somebody... Uh, a thousand extra units at this in this example, they're only going to be able to pay the regular eighty cents per unit, right? And they're still going to make extra profit on that over and above what they expected for this year. So it's going to be a good year for them either way, right? But this extra markup because of supply and demand bidding, because that's what they did. They got all the you know since the White House and the Congress or the uh, administration wouldn't take ownership of it. I must put that negative comment in here, just critical because it's why this happened, it was pushed out to 50 different buyers in 50 different states, and that does include all the hospitals and the universities and businesses that are ordering massive numbers of screens and just all kinds of protective gear for their, for their people. Okay, now, so overall, this needs to be done, and it needs to be done now. We, the people, do not want this to go on for a year or more and then have some correctional hearings about where did all that money go Okay. Uh, was and where was why was it improperly charged? That's just ridiculous, and because basically you're sick of congressional hearings, and this is made for that. So why don't we kill it now and save a lot of money all the way across? One final note: the CUC markup, okay, is very likely finding its way into the pricing of other products and services, such as testing testing scenario. I've mentioned that before. The press is encouraged to investigate pricing across the full inventory of COVID-19 products and services, okay? And inform the public and politicians of any similar situations. It'll be very easy to find, okay? And those situations will also be dealt with immediately, so it washes this year. Um, people and corporations that take advantage of such a crisis are, demo are demonstrating the ugly and greedy side of business and profits. Okay. I expect and have already heard uh, some free market fanatics, you know, free markets go to a point, um, whine about the situation. They didn't like it. Oh, you're hurting free market baloney. But this is a national and health, uh, a national health and economic war that 325 million Americans are dealing with every day. Okay. 
state and federal budgets have their limits, okay? And if we can print our own money, unfortunately. In World War II, such pricing games or profiteering, you might call it, were generally referred to as treason. Corporations and entire industries industries were uh, were punished okay, for their free will actions and overpricing. Okay? Some industries were actually taken over in the war and get their profitability back after the war. Uh, and this generally ends the proposal. It's pretty straightforward. Um, as you can tell, I'm a writer, not a speaker, but I just try to get the point across, which I, I think I do. Okay. All right, so let's uh, let's look at this now. Um, let's see. Check one thing. We're doing very well. Now a little bit of a summary and something about my uh, uh, campaign. So stating the obvious is that if we do not control business in this national crisis, just like many others, certain industries and individuals will act uh, to take to take, not make, as much as they can from buyers, no matter who they are. That's just the way business is, unfortunately. Consider that such inappropriate CUC markups carries through to the retail stores and families. Okay? Families now required to buy face masks and other protective products okay, out of their own pockets. Okay? Again, the unit price level needs to be critically managed to benefit the retail customer as well. Okay, often Americans with uh, little disposable income are having to buy these things just to go to work or go outside. Because of this program being nationalized, consumers, and so the consumers are going to know what's going on with this, consumers will begin watching related item costs and will begin reporting such programs, I hope, to their local news outlets. Okay? Yes, fair is required in this situation. Fair prices. It is because uh, mainly because people are dying. Right now we're already up to 68,000 today. So, it's terrible. Too much pain. Way too much pain. Very lonely death. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and these are people that we love and others care about. Just randomly dying. Right? And with the economic toll that COVID-19 has put on our nation, there are now even more Americans struggling just to survive financially for months a month. I mean, it's already up to, uh, last week it hit 30 million people had uh, submitted uh, unemployment claims. And before that 30 million, there already were 7 million drawing unemployment claims. So we'll see how, how much farther that goes. I sincerely pray that this proposal finds not only, what, uh, not only acceptance, but rapid acceptance with all governors and national leadership in Washington. This aggressive and urgently needed action will bring considerable millions of dollars back into state treasuries, okay, in the form of vendor refunds, and it will happen immediately. Okay? It may happen right away. I firmly believe the American people will overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly support this recovery program, and why would they not? Okay? Better use of their tax dollars. Um, I would greatly, I would, of course, greatly uh, recommend, uh, appreciate, stutter there, um, meeting with Governor Hogan soon, or one of his folks, okay? I will be following up more locally with my uh, U.S. representative, Maryland State U.S. District, Jamie Raskin, as well as with our Maryland Senators, Ben Cardin 
and Chris Van Hollen. I would like them to possibly sponsor the such legislation and jam it through Congress. All right. um, what actual legislation is required on this, if any? Well, again, be very straightforward. This isn't rocket science. Okay, no deals to make. It's straightforward, easy to propose, and will pass through the House and the Senate, I think, pretty pretty nicely. So let me thank you, Governor. Uh, thank you, Governor, and uh, and Governor Cuomo, for your leadership. Please keep up your good work on the COVID-19 crisis. True leadership always steps forward in a time of crisis. Very respectful yours, A.J. Wildman, Independent 2020 Candidate for President of the United States. Now, with that said, okay, I'm now going to put in a little um, piece about me and what I'm doing here for you, okay, because I'm doing this for you and your family, all right? That's why I'm doing this. I've been working on this for years. This isn't just a sudden thing. And if you go look at my uh, website, commonsense2nd.com, you'll see this entire platform and a whole lot more out there, okay? Just please check it out. So as a postscript to this letter, allow me to comment on my underdog 2020 campaign for POTUS, President of the United States. As stated, I am a 2020 independent candidate for President of the United States. Further, I am the founder of the Independent Party of America, or TIPA, T-I-P-A, and the developer of the 39-plus uh, problem-solving proposals in the TIPA platform. Okay. I already talked to you earlier, mentioned earlier that I worked for Marriott, Student Loans, Natural Immigration Service, and Blue Cross Blue Shield, among others. Further, I am the author of the 2008 self-published nonfiction 718-page book, believe it or not, The Second Coming of Common Sense, or CS2. The, that book contains 27 problem-solving proposals, that's where I first put them together, that form the base of the TIPA platform, 27 of the 39, now 40. Uh, these are viable public solutions, or public-oriented solutions, that are still as re relevant and needed today as they were 12 years ago. Okay. In recent years, I have focused more on the cost of living, which is really more and more of a problem even before we hit March. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So the primary and urgent COL, or cost of living issues, Revolve around, revolve basically around what do you need? Food and housing. That's what we all need. Um, I was preparing to bring such issues to the public and use those solutions I have for food and housing uh, to the campaign uh, uh, to the people. Okay, I have already posted proposals on both of those topics. Okay, on the home page of the Tipple website, you'll see them right at the top. There's a little cluster of these, including this one. Okay, now it's up there. Uh, of course, then along came COVID-19, and things got even more complicated and harder for somebody who's just trying to get into the game, right? Because there's nobody to talk to. You can't go talk to people out in the street so much. Okay, the food and housing proposals were definitely beneficial to uh, the public and to the economy prior to the sudden health and economic crisis. Really, they would have been. Now, with uh, some 30 million of our fellow Americans filing unemployment claims in the last six weeks. Can't wait till this Thursday. Those viable approaches for securing decent food and housing are even more necessary. And as we get through the summer 
uh, it's just going to be unbelievable. I mean, food is a problem now. It's growing. Some governors are allowing people not to pay their rent or be evicted through maybe June, but after that, there are going to soon be millions, if not tens of millions of people who cannot pay their rent or their mortgage for the rest of the year. And that has to be dealt with, okay? Or we will be talking depression, okay? Okay, let's pick back up here. Okay, the housing program will be enhanced due to the horrific number of families that are going to be unable to pay their mortgage or rent for many months, like I just said. In 2020, Americans will, will not be put out of their residences. We're not going to do that now or anytime soon. It, it will prudently reform the way we approach the lease rental business and provide a fixed address for all Americans with no exceptions. That's what the pro, home housing program I put together is. All Americans will have a, have a residence. Now, I don't mean a single family home, but a, a liable, decent residence they can call home. In writing about my campaign and the, and the publicly acceptable tip of platform, I have stated that my goal is to provide okay, uh, some benefit to the public before I'm elected to office. That's what I've been writing about. I mean, I'm going to bring solutions to problems like people haven't, they're not used to hearing, and I'm going to push them. But now it's going to be easier to do that, even before the election. We can't wait until after the election and the president, a new election of a new president next January to deal with food and housing. So we have to deal with the House and Senate that we have working with today and make them work for us. Okay. Oddly enough, the COVID-19 assault on our economy and the abusive MSS pricing problems have provided me with that opportunity. Odd way things turn out sometimes. Thus, as a problem solver, I determined that constructively confronting the MSS pricing abuses must come before anything else. Because, I mean, we're dealing with stopping the flow of the community spread, and we've also got to deal with the financial abuse, which is going to be widespread if we don't stop it. Okay? Um, food and housing issues became more visible in April. They will become major crises. Uh, of their own as we work through May and into June and then into the summer. They are depression-level problems, and we will deal with them aggressively pr to protect every American family. Okay, and that's basically my message today. Um, and I believe that we are the American people, and we, we can overcome any problem uh, that we want to as long as we work together for the common good. I want to thank you. Take care. Be safe. This is A.J. Wildman. Take care.